Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Hey, 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 how we going? How we doing? We feeling okay? We feeling crisp? Yeah, dish. What's new, girlfriend? Well, let me tell you a thing or two. I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to the listener. You always do this. Hey, hey, if it's my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is Jojo's World, our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we are recapping and discussing... A little anime called Revolutionary Girl Utena. Shit is flying off the damn wall today. This is a show where you have six to eight episodes where not much forward motion happens and then all of a sudden everyone decides they want to know what's going on with everything. And man, do we get to know a thing or two. And man, do we get more questions than we do (laughs) answers. I like how at the start of this you said to me, Oh, Nick... I reckon we're going to get some kind of flashback. And I went, oh, so we'll get some answers. And you went, or (laughs) more questions. And I think... We're right there. I think mostly questions. Well... A couple of answers. Like two. Two answers. Now we know who Makage is. And Mamiya. Ooh. But we don't know much else. (laughs) We don't know really any of their whole deal. Their motivations, still very sketchy. Nick. Yeah. This episode of the show that we watch... (laughs) It's entitled Nemoro Memorial Hall. The name of the show? Or the episode? The episode. Mm. The show is entitled Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant. Ah, and the name of the episode is Nemoro Memorial, Memorial Hall. Hall. I see, I see now. Mm. What's so special about Nemoro Memorial Hall? Well, I'll tell you later. Yeah, right. Do we have a, pa- a Patreon to <gasps> talk about? I thought you'd never ask. I thought you were fully against this idea of the Patreon shoutouts that we normally do. But here I am, shown up once again. Nick. That was a lie, and I'm suing you for defamation. Well, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. That's absolutely fair, because I know who my lawyer is going to be, and that lawyer just so happens to be our latest patron. Oh, that's convenient. Yes. Who is? Who may or may not be a lawyer. (laughs) Shumik Hassin. Hello. Who I may or may not have completely butchered the name of. Yeah, if we got that wrong, just send us an email and we'll say it again right. Or will we? That's the JoJo's World promise. Oh, you're opening the floodgates now. Only... In this specific context. <laughs> if anyone else sends us a name and it's like, oh, actually, you mispronounced my name. Don't correct me. I'm always right about <laughs> dumb anime. Oh, no, my name isn't Peter Jones. It's actually Queef Johnson. You'd be like, oh, God. Oh, God. We can't say that on air. We can't do this on air. Or can yeah, we? we better pull the plug on this whole damn operation. But not on Shumik Hussein. Thank you. And thank you for your support. We... Like to party. <laughs> we like, we like to party. Is the Venga bus coming? And everybody's jumping. Hmm. Nemoro Memorial Hall. Memorial Hall. And that's what we call singing in a round. <laughs> because you started doing it and then like... A, a beat later? Yeah. But if we did it with four people... Then we would <laughs> all be saying Nemoro Memorial Hall. I never understood the rounds. I never got it. I always heard people doing it from their music room. their so-called music room where they play the piano with Anthe (laughs) Himamea but like I don't get it why do you do it why do you sing in rounds what's the point I guess it's a fun exercise in singing and it sounds nice but it's like la 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 and it's like yeah but why don't you all just do it at the same time saves us the effort of having to go you know again in a second round which they always did like I don't I don't I don't understand why you do it, right? Hey, 
if you're a singer, you want to do fun things with singing. That's you don't true. always want to see the same song the same way. And you can't see songs because they're sound. Mm. It reminds me mm. of that bit in that Star Trek movie, which I haven't seen, which could be any of them. Okay. Because uh, you haven't seen a single one, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> Great, okay. It's Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, and Doctor Doctor. Yep, yep, I'm with you. And they're all sitting around a campfire. I'm also, I'm told, I Is have not seen the movie. New Star Trek or old Star old Trek? Old Star Trek. Oh, okay. And they're talking about how much they love singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because okay. it's in public domain. I guess. And then they all do that in a round. Or so I'm told. Interesting. Okay. Because that's what good movies are about. Singing public domain songs for no discernible reason. Is Danny Boy public domain? Yes. Is that why every single episode of Lanham and Woodley, they made a Danny Boy reference? Of course, that Nick is referring to The Adventures of Lanham and Woodley, a 90s era sitcom on Australian television starring Colin Lane and Frank Woodley, which made frequent use of the song Oh Danny Boy. Which I always found really confusing because I would have thought, I don't get why they keep singing this one song. But it all makes sense now. It's all falling into place. Just like the events of Revolutionary Girl Utena's Black Rose arc are beginning to fall into place in my genius brain. <laughs> in the sense that now you have more questions. Now I've got more data and I'm sure like I'll sit up bolt upright <laughs> in, in the middle of the night and say like... Oh, Makage wants to revolutionise the world. He has no other choice. He has no other choice. You'd look desperately for yeah, a notepad. I start running through the street, wearing only mere- merely my dressing gown, screaming about the black rose. I stand from my balcony, wearing a dressing gown, smoking a pipe, going, Yes, Liam, his only choice was to revolutionise the world. That's the sound of sucking on a pipe. Mm. Ironically, the way to make that sound is by blowing not on a pipe. That so. is ironic. Mm. Nick... Yeah. The truth behind Nemoro Memorial Hall's dark history lies shrouded in mystery. As Mac- <laughs> A dark mystery lies shrouded in mystery. Really? No, dark history oh. lies shrouded in mystery. But much like uh, the opening lyrics or some lyrics to the DuckTales theme song. Mm-hmm. Not the opening lyrics indeed. Some lyrics. Yep. Those words rhyme. This is the cause what? of sort of trenchant media insights that they come to JoJo's world for. I was going to say, it's like, like many things in life, very specifically, though, this one example, mm-hmm. it rhymes. The truth behind Nemoro Memorial Hall's dark history lies shrouded in mystery. Mm. As Mikage is down to his last black rose, he stakes his last hopes on allying with Utena. Which I don't know if that was necessarily explicit in the episode. I don't think that happened at all. That's what the game is. That's what now. IMDb says. That's where we're at. And uh, turning away from our dark Amazon-owned master IMDb, mm-hmm. the Internet Movie Database, yeah. I turn instead to the production notes from Ikahara. Hit me with those notes. My visual image here was So Kitamaru's play... Uh, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aoi Susei no Ichiya, or mm-hmm. A Blue Comet Night. Nice. I came across that piece during my student days, when I was going to plays all the time in search of something post-Terayama. A conservatory made of glass. A swarm of researchers in white coats in the adjacent sanatorium. Mm-hmm. What could their research be about? Is that night the eve of the world's destruction? When they eventually look up, a comet streaks across the sky before their eyes. Is it the flash of light heralding the world's destruction? 
That's what the play was about. Brackets. I think, but I could be wrong. (laughs) Just like all art, it's up for interpretation and we don't know if we're right or wrong ever. The carts that kept appearing are icons of death. He's talking about how in this episode we keep seeing like uh, people in lab coats pushing body uh, carts with bodies on them. Ah, lab coats of death. No, carts of death. Carts of death. <laughs> the carts that kept appearing are icons of death, perpetually stuck in the corners of your vision. The background art skillfully depicts a transcendental realm. Ooh, the death realm. <gasps> the shadow. There is a um. A little three here for an annotation, but I don't have access to that annotation, so I guess we'll never know. (laughs) A place where time seems to have stopped. A dreamlike place. A transcendental realm is a realm where the end of the world manifests itself. (gasps) Oh my god. The meaning of the pointing fingers? Question mark? Did Did you say the meaning or the memeing? The meaning. But also the memeing of the pointing fingers is strong in this episode. Oh yes, I am almost certain that we could pull any frame with those pointing fingers. And it would be a a new meme. Oh yeah. The meaning of the pointing fingers? They're telling you that there's someone controlling the laws of this world. What? What? Ellipsis? Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) What? What's he trying to say? So, um, as we'll, I'm sure we'll discuss at length, there's a lot of sequences in this episode where a flashing pointing finger is on the screen, pointing at objects, including cats through the window. Um, the, the small teacup. A smear of lipstick on a small ste- teacup. Or empty space. Mm. Mm. No, always something specific. Wait, what was the big one then? The doorway? What are you talking about? There was a big pointing There was finger. always something it was pointing at. Yeah, the big empty space. It like went sideways. And of course, it is the same pointing finger iconography mm-hmm. that we see on the cards on the chairs in present day Nemoro Memorial Hall, oh. pointing people to go get brainwashed. I see. What does that mean? Something, something therapy. Your something? boy Liam does not know. But boy, is he going to think about it. Boy, am I going to find out with my brain. <laughs> I'm on no sleep, Nick. <laughs> you said that with such confidence as well. You were like, I'm going to find out. With my brain. Because I'm goddamn motherfucker Liam here. Nick. Yes. This episode. Entitled. Nemoro Memorial Memorial Hall. Hall. We open with a shot of our mysterious Sky Castle prince. Living on the orb that he lives on. Which I believe we could now say is spherical. But very Christmas like. It's like a a big bauble. Isn't it? It's got little, yeah, I guess. It's got big old, big old things on it's it. It's got like a rose icon on it because everything here does. Yeah, that's true. I guess that is technically a rose. And there's an hourglass that has no time running in it. Ooh. And Akio is there looking at him as we saw in that one flashback episode. Mm. And he's like, yep, I sure am here. Hmm, well, so... it, he was basically just like, ah, he's run out of black. Ro- he's down to his last black rose. What mm. will he do now? He gonna cop out or chip in? <laughs> what, the happening? real question is whether he himself will fight. <gasps> so this is a good sequence. It's Anthe in the um in the garden the, doing her uh, gardening. Yep. But it's also all the student council members finally deciding to look in to who keeps brainwashing their loved ones so they can pull swords out of them. Or rather, it's just 
them going, so who is doing it? And Nanami going, yeah, who keeps attacking Utena Tenjo? Well, no, they go, we have to find out who they are at once. And then there's like shots of them all in like the library's records room looking through things. They're not trying to take the Rose Bride. They're trying to kill her. Like, this is the reaction we've been waiting for for like eight episodes. <laughs> Jury's like, what the fuck Jury, could be going on here? Yeah, Jury's looking at a big stack of books being like, as student council members, it's our job to maintain campus security, apparently. <laughs> Strong ethics. That's what's the name of the game. Actually, I want to pull that exact quote. Okay. It goes without saying that maintaining campus security is our job as student council members and representatives of the enforcement division. Now here's the, what I was wondering about that bit. What is this enforcement division? Is this like how in like uh, manga and like high school manga and shit? Yeah. In, in things said in Japanese, there's like. The student counts the student member who is on like the ethics committee or whatever, and like mm. gives people infringements for their uniforms being not not right. Potentially, potentially. I saw something like that in Daily Lives of High School Boys. Question. Yes. What is Daily Lives of High School that Boys? That is a comedic slice of life anime that I watched like twelve years ago. Oh, okay, cool. We're fine then. <laughs> Then Nanami's up on top of a ladder, perhaps the very same ladder that she made Keiko sit on during the party. Uh, looking through records, being like, who are these damn people? And then we're treated to a variant of them all going up the lift, holding, holding books. books and shit. And uh, I think Jury's like, you're just angry because they took on uh, Tenjo, right? Not Tenjo. Uh, no, because Kiri. they targeted your brother. Yeah, because yeah. they targeted your brother. And she's like, shut up. Yeah, I am. So what? They trick ordinary students into attacking Utena Tenjo one after another. What the fuck's that about? I just, I, I'm just so excited that the student council are doing things, and Anything. that we get to see them ride the ride the lift in a new way. <laughs> so they're then sitting outside on their favored balcony. Yep, and, and there's a big railway crossing infrastructure next to them. There's the light. There's the boom gate. Uh, it's going off right yep. now, so it's like ding, ding, ding. And they're, they're, they're basically recapping the arc. Like, I thought the Rose Crest could only be possessed by those chosen by the end of the world. Then the end of the world must be moving without us in the shadows. Hmm. And then, like, the big, tr- the big invisible train is going past and there's big wind. And Nanami is shouting over it. If you consider everything that's happened, it makes sense that whoever is acting against us has the backing of end of the world. And Jury, after the train passes, just like, I didn't hear a fucking yeah, sorry, thing. Yeah, sorry, I didn't said. catch any of Literally that. Literally not. The train was going past. I couldn't hear it. It's just, you know how you know how it goes when a train's going past and you think to yourself, oh, I'll definitely be able to hear this. And then it goes past and you go, fuck. Hang on, what did you say? You think to yourself when a train is going past, I'll be able to hear this? Yeah. And then it goes past and you're like, oh, shit, didn't hear shit, it. Shit, didn't hear that damn train. Ah, fuck. I didn't hear it going past. Ah, oh, well, it'll be safe to cross Speaking now. of trains... Bam! And yeah. the noises they make. Yeah. Utena is outside Nemoro Memorial Hall looking <gasps> for Choo Choo. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, oh. is broadcasting. There you go. But of course, as we know from the Onion Prince episode. Mm, it's and I can't, can't remember if we actually discussed this on air in the... In the real app. Yeah. But they say it's... Oh, was this with Mickey at another point? Anyway, at some point in this show, they're like, it's not Choo Choo. It's Choo Choo. And we were sitting there going... <laughs> what? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> But it was something to do with like choo choo or choo choo or something. I think from various like Pokemon names and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Choo or C U A, C H U, is like the Japanese onomatopoeia for kiss. 
Oh. So it's not choo-choo train noise, it's choo-choo kiss noise. Perhaps that's what it is. I see. I don't speak the language, I don't know. Don't at me. <laughs> at me. Yeah, at Milk Juice. Lieutenant's outside Nemoro Memorial Hall looking for Choo Choo. The lovable, dearly beloved, and loving monkey. monkey. Not a mouse, a monkey. Who, most of this episode, is a balloon. Yes, so I was going to say something incredibly cursed that is unremarked upon for the duration of the episode <laughs> happens, uh, which is that, oh my god, Shoji Makage, Utena's secret enemy, is at the top of the stairs being like, is this little guy yours? And he's got Choo Choo. And Utena's like, oh my god, Choo Choo, you're there. He's got him by the scruff of his neck being like, I found him in a mouse trap in the kitchen. Oh yeah, he's always causing trouble. And then, for reasons that just... Don't make any sense. He's of animation. He's, he's holding, he's holding Choo Choo by the scruff of his neck. Around the tie. Then Choo Choo inflates into a balloon like Lanky Kong when standing on a power pad. Mm-hmm. And then just floats over to Utena's hand who grabs him like a balloon by the tail. And he stays like that for the rest of the episode. And the whole time he's just like Choo Choo. Choo-choo, I don't as think he, he to says do. or does anything, to be honest. No, he's just like, choo. I wonder, I, I feel like this is just like so blatantly being like, oh, we need an excuse for uh, for Utena and uh, Shoji Makaya. to have a conversation here. Let's just turn it into like a really abstract, well, not abstract, what's the word? Surreal. Surreal uh, visual joke. Yeah, well, I mean, it works. We were both like, what? Huh? What? And very reminiscent of the shot in uh, Shrek 1. <laughs> In which Shrek and Fiona blow up some frogs into balloons Uh, and hold on to them for a while. The classic. So I thought it was just kind of funny. So did I. uh, As we were watching it. But now that I look back on it, it is a bit strange that a monkey could inflate himself and float. With no visible defamation stimulus to have done so. Mm, Indeed, indeed. It's almost like he's breaking the laws of physics. Yeah, it's almost like he's a sort of cartoon. Yeah. Like a sort of loony tune. And yet, that's not the weirdest thing to happen in this episode. <laughs> no, by far. Um, so Shoji Mikage, our enemy, is like, ah, Miss Utena Tenjo, I want you- it's nice to meet you. I've had my eye on you for some time now. And Utena's like, oh, have you just? Why? I'm Soji Mikage from the high school section. Ooh, oh. he's old. Yeah, he's like 40, probably. We don't know how long ago this the flashback in this episode happened, but he's definitely much older than a high schooler. Is he, though? Yeah. Mikage. Liam. The guy who runs the Mikage seminar. Liam, is is he though? And then she looks in the Dordo Nemoro Memorial Hall and just sees that long dark hallway with cards on it. But Liam, is is he? We don't know. We have no confirmation. (laughs) Would you like to join the seminar? Oh no, I'm not smart. The last test that I sat, I was actually sitting because I failed another test. It's it's not about academic prowess. It's about being individualistic. I'm like Ayn Rand. Staunch individualist. (laughs) See, I think that I deserve it, and thus I do. And thus I take it. Such is my birthright. And what shall I take? The power of the Rose Bride, though I shan't tell you that. But with the audience's knowledge of dramatic irony, they know that. And literally every other person in the room is like, oh, fuck off, Ayn Rand. (laughs) You have the seminar in this building, right? That's right. Nemoro Memorial Hall, he (gasps) says. And we get that shot of the hundred dead uh, duelists looking at the camera. And they all turn around and then he's sitting somewhat solemnly. Do you know the story of Nemoro Memorial Hall? Sitting on a step beginning to recap. Yeah. Never seen this in anything before. <laughs> what are you referring to? Every anime ever. Oh, okay. 
The story of the 100 boys that died here is true. You see, there used to be a man called Professor Nemoro. Now, I'm him, but I'm not going to tell you that. So when we heard that, we went, what? Yeah, so he, Shoji, Soji Mikage is like, I've been calling him Shoji this whole time. How embarrassing. Shut the whole podcast down. Yeah, right. Eek. Uh, okay, now we need to get we're the free. lights. We're free. We're free. What do I do? <sighs> so, man, so much weekend time, not editing. Oh, my God. Do you want to start a podcast? Yeah. Oh, sick. Let's start a podcast about a little anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, now I've seen most of it, so can we just start at, like, part oh, six? I've never comes... seen it. So why don't we start from episode one and you can show me it? I like this idea. <laughs> I like this idea a lot. We can call it... Dwell JoJo. We can call it... Uh, d- Nick's eh, room. We'll call it Nick's room. Okay, that makes sense. That's good. Good. Got. That's good. Got SEO. Yeah, good. Not cursed energy. So he's like, there was a fire, and he and his hundred students trapped here and burned to death. But then, soon after, they rebuilt Nemoro Memorial Hall. Hopefully, with fire exits. Yes, we can only hope. Hmm. Utena looks up at Nemoro Memorial Hall and is like, oh, all right then. Didn't ask. Yep. Uh, and then she goes to see Akio. Chuchu's still a balloon, but Akio is not there. No Akio in the stargazing. Uh, then a couple of quick shots of the empty Black Rose Void and the empty Eagle Furnace Room and the empty Nemoro Memorial Hall. And hallway? Yep. The oh, em- the, the Nemoro empty- Memorial Hallway. The, the Nemoro Memorial Hall Hall. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then Makage is in his office. And just, he's just sitting there staring at his photo of Mamiya on his desk. And he's like, hmm. Oh, I love that boy. Oh, I sure am evil. <laughs> He's just sitting there wearing his uniform and then we hear a door open. And he says, oh, it's you. The thing that people say when they get killed off screen in Midsummer Murders. <laughs> and then they come back and they're like, oh, it's you. It's you. And then get killed again. And then a man that we know from his striking red shirt and striking dark skin to be Akio walks in and puts a taskmaster envelope on Makage's desk. <gasps> the end of the world. Uh, quick black rose pluck. What? Um, and... I, like, I guess we kind of already suspected slash knew, but like, Akio equals end of the world. Well, it's not that he equals end of the world, but he's giving the messages from end of the world and he probably is so he's end either, of the world. He's either, okay, I know we, I'm getting, I'm getting sick of us talking about Taskmaster on this show. Yeah. But I think this analogy works. Okay. If um, end of the world is the Taskmaster. Yep. Then, from the context, the information we have now dictates that Akio mm-hmm. is either the Taskmaster or the Taskmaster's assistant, little Alex Horn. Mm. The sweet, sweet, supple skinned, uh, terrified of most objects Alex Horn. The question is whether, whether he is setting the tasks or, or... merely delivering the messages. Mm. Mm. I would dare say he's probably just delivering the message. This is my theory. Ah, I disagree. Well, you're wrong! <laughs> So he opens up the envelope, Mikage does, and is like, no, we're only partners in business. I, I have no reason to obey your orders ever since that time. And like shot of the envelope on the desk with his hand with the rose signet ring. And then it's the past. Shot of what I can only assume is an unnamed hall. Nem- an unnamed Nemoro Memorial Hall. I think hall. it's probably just Nemoro Hall at this point. What? Why would it be Nemoro Hall? Because it's his hall. But Professor Nemoro has only just arrived. <gasps> what? Who's Professor Nemoro? Makage is Professor Nemoro. We see a man what? who is blatantly Makage, uh, but some dialogue is like, 
some di- okay. So I was so distracted by the fact that they talked about Professor Nemoro that I missed this bonkers line. Mm-hmm. It doesn't vanish immediately, does it, Professor Nemoro? The snow professor. Oh, in the room. No, just outside. Oh. Uh, and so we see Makage. Just, just walking up to the respected professor and being like, hey, the snow melts uh, after some time, doesn't it? <laughs> Wait, he doesn't. No, he says the snow doesn't melt. Doesn't it, it doesn't vanish immediately, does it, Professor Nemoro? The snow professor. Ah. Professor Nemoro, the snow professor. Yeah. Nemoro looks behind him. He's wearing glasses, so he's clearly he's, a he's different got person. He's blue. Um, Cool sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like the sort of... Bl- I'm not saying this is the case because it's almost certainly just a stylistic thing, but it's mm. the kind of blue translucent glasses... Trans- sorry, transparent glasses mm. that you have that you wear to read when you have... assist when you have dyslexia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that same translucent, like red or blue kind of like... Well, definitely blue in this case. Yeah, yeah definitely blue. It's, uh, it's like he, the kind of blue... He wears that... what I would describe as an ugly purple suit. <laughs> It's like the kind of suit that my ex-wife wore to the divorce hearing. <laughs> you don't need to call me professor. We're the same age. Oh no, with a genius like you with us, that's fine. I'm f- fine to talk you up. No, no, it's cool. Anyway, so what's the deal with this unnamed hall and all the secrecy they have here? Oh, well, I hear that they're researching how to revolutionise the world. Oh. Or how to attain eternity. Oh, whatever could that mean? No. <laughs> don't know. No one knows yet, but me and Liam know the fucking answer. No, we don't. I mean, to a certain degree, I would say we do. So basically, they talk at length. Like they get, we get a little flashback exposition about how Professor Nemoro, aka Soji Makage, is uh, here to research uh, how to revolutionize the world? Or, question mark. Like he's working on a project. I don't know if it's that project. Yeah. Because they talk about like he's. The one in the adjacent room yeah. is rumoured to be revolutionising the world. But is it is it something that feeds into Hi- that? Highly secretive research, at yeah. any rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they also talk about how he's a genius and like a human computer because he oh. doesn't engage with people. Oh, he's like me. <laughs> yeah, sure, I wasn't going to say it. No empathy. Hey. All research. And Professor Nemoro turns to this guy and is like, hey, why is everyone wearing those rose signet rings? Oh, well, it's just the fashion trend right <laughs> As now. As was the style cool. at the time. It's very cool. Everyone's doing it. Why, don't you have one? Not yet. Nerd. And they're all like, ah, oh, he's a weird guy, but we'll just take advantage of him. Hmm. And uh, he has a he has a monologue to himself that's like, yes, I did back then hate everyone. I did be like a human computer. Mm. I was a dry man living a dry life. Little did I know that the ocean of hope, which would whet my appetite, was so far away. And while he's talking in his brain, we see a um, one of those carts that symbolise death. Mm. Uh, it's, it's pushing along one of the... Dead boys? Well, it's one well, of... In, in the walls mm. in the evil furnace room, there are those... Um, the body shoots have those rose singels on them. Yeah, the coffins. Yes, mm. well, body shoots. <laughs> but the coffins are the things in the body shoots. But I don't think they're coffins. Like, they're those things, like, in a morgue where you pull out the, the tray. Which I'm sure would not be a coffin unless it was some kind of box... Some sort of human-sized box. I don't think it's a coffin. And but then, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Uh, it's a big box that people are stored yeah. in. And anyway, it's one of those on the car under a sheet. Yeah. We, we just see the sigil on the end. Mm. Just enough to know what it is. She, he walks into his office and there's a woman there. A woman? At a university? <laughs> in the past? <laughs> well, I Excuse never. me. So she's there being like, hello, hello. I'm uh, from the board. You're the head researcher, right? I'm from the board. Oh, you're from the board, are you? The board, hey? Oh, the board. Who the fuck are you? She's their current inspector. Here to check up on the research, I guess. Oh. Oh, that's bad news. It's Tokiko Chida. 
Ah, cheetah, you say. So we then get a shot of an hourglass, which has time passing yep. through it. The hourglass has time in it. Now, is that some kind of, uh, what, what's the word? Not foreshadowing. Um, Symbolism? Yeah, some kind of symbol. Sure. And also, yes. it does. it is also relevant to the singing at hand because she talks about how her tea is weaker than usual, even though she's been steeping it for the usual amount of time. Can an hourglass run slow, she asked. Ooh. Why? Only if time stands still as I fall in love with you right now. Or you're uh, further away from a black hole than someone else. She's got on her sweater... I'm just going to ignore that. I'm just not going to acknowledge that. <laughs> All of the physics nerds right now are like, he fucking I mean, gets I it. He gets it. I get it. Yeah, I saw Interstellar. Yeah. It She's was got bad. On, on her sweater, mm-hmm. a four-leaf clover icon. Okay. Don't know what that means. But notably distinct from... All the other rose iconography everywhere in the show. Mm. And I guess that maybe mm. that's a symbol symbol of like how she is not like these people. And we see at the end of the episode, back in the present, she has left this cursed place. She's one of the lucky She's ones. She's moved on. Yeah. Four leaves on a clover, lucky? She's the lucky one? Maybe. Luck, maybe? She does think her child is dead though. Okay, maybe less <laughs> lucky. Or brother. Yeah. Now, I guess maybe she's... Just kind of... She's not really a recurring character after she this episode. I, I, mean, I assume she must just be like a one-off to be all like, oh yeah, by the um, way, here's the yeah, backstory. He's got pathos. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, throughout this sequence, there's these little hands that we talked about. They're just pointing at things. Ah, yes, the like, Monty Python hands. And it's like, blink, blink, blink. Mm. Uh, Monty Python hands? Monty Python hands. The ones that you see in the Monty Python things that like... Oh, the, little, the, the cut- little animated sequences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So they're like they look like them a bit, but they're very obviously the same hands on the Nemo Memorial Hall. This away poster, yeah, things um, pointing at her tea kettle, pointing at the uh, framed butterfly, which we also see in the uh, evil therapy room mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the present. Yep, uh, and she's like a sort of rose tea, and then repeatedly pointing at an ever increasing amount of cats outside the window as they talk. What does that symbolise? No one fucking knows. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to dwell on that one a bit, I think. Yeah, I'm thinking it's either just like a red herring that they did, or just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just chuck in some hands. Let's just chuck in some fucking hands to mess with people. I mean, like, I get I get some of the later ones very obviously, and we'll get to those when we get to them. Oh, shit. I thought, oh, okay. All right. Very well. Maybe, like, maybe it is like emphasizing, like, how much he noticed her on their first meeting. Or maybe it's the similarities. I think they've got some kind of dynamic or attraction. Uh, mm-hmm. I might be reading into that, but that's what I'm picking up on. Uh, and I wonder if, like, it's oh, I remember when I first met her. The the cats were there. The mm. the butterfly on the wall. Or what if it's the to, tea? What if it's to point out the visual inconsistencies that viewers might not have noticed the first time they saw the eight fights beforehand? You know. Or it's like scene by scene, it doesn't point at the same thing, but it's the same place that it points at, right? So like first there's one cat, we go away, we come back, he points again, now there's two. We can't, We go away, we come back, now there's three. Oh, it's like baby's first, like abstract symbolism. Exactly. And then <laughs> Even later- Even though we can't figure it out. And then later, it's a butterfly, we go away, we come back, it's a leaf. Maybe it's to, to point it out, literally, I don't know. I don't know, it's a very weird hand thing. They talk about how genius is a gift from God. And then I think What's-His-Face is like, people don't understand. They should be grateful for what God gave them anyway. <laughs> Why are you working on this job? Oh, purely business reasons. Though I think I've already done more than my fair share, he says. Ooh. You see, we've assembled 100 extraordinary boys here at Atori Academy. 
uh, and then flash of all these boys walking up the stairs and for no discernible reason pointing the hand pointing at one of their butts. I thought that was her. Oh, I guess that doesn't make any no, sense. That's one of one of one hundred boys. Yeah, yeah. What if that's uh, what if that's Miami? Mia, the 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 Rose Mamia. Mamia. Damn it. Oh well. I don't think I don't think he's one of the one hundred extraordinary boys. He's takes in point because he's alive after yeah. all the one hundred boys died. He's a regular ordinary boy. Yeah. Hmm. You can tell because of how he behaves and how he lives in a room with no lights. Yeah. Yeah, attaining eternity. It sounds like we're building a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> and then she doesn't laugh. And yeah, and she's like, people should be grateful for what God gave them and not try to reach eternity. Excuse me for a moment. My sick child or brother or whatever is over there. I'm going to go speak to him. So she leaves the room. Okay, so yes, this. We get, um, like, in this scene now, and then one, at least one or two more later in the episode, mm-hmm. shots of this tea, this tea uh, cup that she has set down and the uh, smear of her lipstick on the rim. And I think that is like her presence lingering. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and finger pointing at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is like her presence lingering even after she's gone in his mm-hmm. mind. Okay. That's my reason. But then what that is that list. one? That's a transition. Yeah, the transition one that points to empty space. <laughs> That's just a transitional shot to now we're over here. Mamiya, mm. I told you to spend all day wrestling. And young Mamiya is there in a purple bathrobe. But I'm worried about the roses. Because I'm like the rose... I want to be the rose bride in the present. But you can't be the rose bride. You're a boy. You're the rose groom. And she says, uh, what I hate most are people who don't care about themselves. And then Makage's in the garden and they're all very angry. And she's like, I'm sorry you had to witness this, yes. but I'm not. Why are you here? And then he's left alone with Mamiya, who is her, who is her brother. Mm-hmm. Very young for a brother of that lady. I would Speak assume. on that. Well, how old is she? Like... 20-something? We don't know how old any of these people are. True. And man, we do not know how old they are in the present day. No, it's doubly so. Yeah. So he looks extremely young, the rose groom. Like, extremely young. He's a legit child right now. Yeah. Whereas later on, he looks like the same age as Mikage, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So this is... You know, it's a bit odd to me. It's like, wow, I've heard about you. I respect your work because I read your paper. My sister is also... Respectable. She also respects you. We all respect each other. I'm hooray! I only, I only respect you and my sister, if, if that's important in any way. Then after an ad break, she's giving him an injection. That is to say, uh, an, an injection. Yes. Um, what's her name? Uh, Cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah. He's giving Mamiya an injection for medicine because he is a sick little boy. Oh, he's a sick little boy. I like it when you give me an injection, he says. Inject me harder, sister. And she says, don't say such silly things, naughty boy. And that, like, I don't know what's Weird. going on there. That response makes me think that maybe there was some double entendre there or something. I'm pretty sure it was from a more innocent age, you know? The, in this show? Yeah, it was made, what, 2000? In this show where all the brothers and sisters want to sleep with each other? We don't know that. <laughs> You and her are the only people I respect. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I want to sleep with her. You know, we we both read your paper and then we saw you from across the bar. <laughs> are, you, are you down to have a good time? Tell me, have you ever fucked someone you didn't respect? No? Well, guess how I feel. Oh, man. So Cheetah is uh, anxious because of her sick brother and like 
Maybe even though she she scoffed at the research earlier, now she's like, "What if you attain eternity and it cures my brother?" No, it's not medicine. It won't do that. Mm. But and but what if it does? What if? And then she's sad. She's crying. She's like, "I'm sorry you had to see that." And he's all like, <laughs> and he's like, "I almost feel like this is the first time I've seen a person cry." And then he just walks out. Yep, <laughs> that's, that's literally all he does. Yeah, oh, he's like a human computer. Oh, classic. Perhaps it's not possible for a genius to love another person, she says. And he goes, yep, you're probably right about that. And then he uh, continues walking out the room and he's gone. Yep. There's a tree outside. It's dead. Uh, he's talking to some boys. Yeah, get an exp- exposition about how he's been working really hard lately to uh, complete the research. Sk- I'm just skipping ahead. talking to her and they're all like, oh my God, he's working so hard lately. Oh my God. Yeah, isn't that the lady inspector? But he still doesn't know what it's all for. <laughs> doesn't he know? Then it's it's later. Time has passed and relationships have grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mamiya is sitting in the snow having tea with Professor Makage. Makage? Which, which is to say, Professor Nemoro, mm. aka Soji Makage, the and, boy genius. Yeah, and Nemoro is like, wow, the snow really doesn't melt in here, huh? Yeah, wow. Really takes a long time I to I thought vanish. of that myself, Ooh. he says. No, he doesn't. But I wish he did. They have a very brief conversation It's about... like, yeah, my sister's not here. No, I came to see you. We're, we've got a burgeoning relationship. My sister made these sugar-preserved roses mm. and these dried flowers. She hates to see flowers die. But isn't it worse to artificially... Like, it's clearly a metaphor for, like... Immortality. The and... and the medicine to keep him alive despite his yeah. presumably fatal sickness. Yeah. It's so... Like, is it worth living along in that dried-out state? Ooh. Oh. At the time, I thought it was just being literal, but now it makes a lot more sense <laughs> why we're talking about dry flowers. Yeah. So he's all like... Once yeah. again, I deeply respect you both. Yeah, he, I think... Oh, I yeah, think... so crucially, it's a dodge. Yeah. So Nemoro's all like, hey... What? You don't think we'll succeed, do yeah, you? Yeah, you, you think we're going to fail at this research? And he goes, I deeply respect both you and my sister. And Nemo's like, well then, fuck it, I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, sure. Good seeing you, I guess. I'll tell my sister you're worried about me. Yeah, do that. It's his office. There's a teacup. There's a teacup. With her lingering lipstick lipstick on. So like, is that... That's, and that's, with pointing that's, fingers. That's never the same cup. That's like, they've got an ongoing... Acquaintanceship. Unless it and yet is? she still lingers mm. in her absence. Mm. And then, oh my god, the the hand of Akio Otori. Or so you assume. I assume with like 95% confidence. I'm like hands 60. him a taskmaster envelope. <gasps> Mikage is okay, and Nemoro is like, mm-hmm. outsiders aren't allowed here. He's like, I'm no outsider. <laughs> this is the first step towards the power to revolutionize the world. You have no choice to revolutionize the world. Nemoro has a read of the document and is like, What the hell? This is outrageous. My time starts now. <laughs> uh, I can't possibly complete this uh, unspecified task on this, on this piece of paper. He hands him a duelist ring. And he's all like, what the hell is that? The ring everyone here wears. Yep, now you got one. Uh, so uh, it's actually to represent that everyone here has read and signed my contract, which you too will do, um, right? I don't know if it's that literal. Wearing the mean? ring represents a contract made with Archeo. Uh, Not necessarily paperwork. Reading and signing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but in theory, <laughs> if we had enough time... It's like how in uh, the... Uh, over, like overrated role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. How a warlock class member mm-hmm. will have a contract mm-hmm. with a patron, but that's okay. not necessarily a written document. Okay, all right, all right, sure, sure. I'm playing a warlock right now, but that's fine. Not a subtle jab at my boy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Damn. <laughs> Genuine. All right, 
authentic. Okay, maybe you're right. That's insane. What contracts? Why have all these contractees been brought together? Unless well, you really well, are, well. He really is just you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, this is why I've been saying it's like, he's like a human computer. I'm like, oh, it's like So this is Akio being a stone-cold psychopath again. And okay. also like like real Kiryu moves because Mikage slash Nemuro is like, even if we do attain eternity, it won't make her happy. And like, shot of, we don't see it's Akio, but like... His, you assume it's Akio. Yeah, his his face from the, uh, just beneath the eyes down. Mm-hmm. Her, you say. And then he leaves the ring in her um, teacup so and I leaves. Think, I think the, the two things that he says are, you have no other option but to revolutionise the world. Or your only option is to revolutionise the world. But as he's leaving, I think he says the other bit where it's like everything has been... Oh, he also says, if you desire eternity, put it on your finger. But he also... And then the path you must take yes. has been prepared for you. Yeah. So then, and like he's... It's like, we don't see him leave. Like, it's a shot of him near the door. Mm-hmm. And then a shot of Nemoro. And then, like, reverse shot back to the door and he's gone. So, like, Nemoro's <sighs> out looking in the hall for him. Mm. And, like I said, real Kiryu power move vibes because he stalks through the darkened corridors passing a black rose mm-hmm. on the floor um and it's it's mrs cheetah making out with Akio, just in the room where makage and mickey were talking yeah with all the rose pillars and stained glass windows yeah but doesn't they really narrow it down at this school no <laughs> it could be fucking anywhere but they are hella making out yep and makage is like huh, i guess i do have to revolutionize the world this is my only option and then Nemoro Memorial Hall is on fire and uh, Miss Cheetah is yelling at Mamiya for doing it. You did this? Why did you do this? They had a contract. You see, ancient creatures died and gave us fossil fuels. And so too must these boys die to give us eternity. Uh, and so Nemoro is just explaining all of this, walking up to them. Yep. It was like... M- We're all Mimia. standing right next to a burning yeah. building. And he's Mimia. like, Mamiya did the right thing, Okay. If our energy-based society was to continue growing, we needed the dinosaurs to die. If we are going to revolutionise the world, the boys need to die. And they did. Are you, are you catching my drift here? And then it's back in the present. And he's looking at his new envelope, being like, hmm. And then the woman uh, in the present, she's got long hair now, so we know time has passed. Ooh. Uh, she leaves some roses on... Uh, what we learn later is what she thinks is Mamiya's grave. Ooh. Hey, he could be a ghost. We don't know. We don't know. He could be a figment of Makage's personality. Yeah. Lingering inside a metaphorical hall. A memorial Much hall. like how the Sky Prince might be a figment of Akio's personality. Or, like in Killer 7, how the seven personalities of uh, Harmon live on in Garcian Smith. Sure. Because he <laughs> he killed the seven killers and now he lives on with them inside him. So it really struck us today mm-hmm. um, just how much um, young Mamiya in the flashbacks looked like Sky Prince in the castle. Like a lot, yeah. a lot. So what is going on there? <laughs> just long exasperated sigh of just like, yeah, so he looks like him. Did he die mm. and like... One, Split in two? Yeah, one aspect Ooh. of his personality went to heaven, the sky Ooh. castle, and one aspect of his personality went, went to, to hell, hell, the underground Black Rose Chamber. Akio's talking to good Mamiya, but Makage's talking to bad yeah. boy Mamiya. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. This show could be anything. And how does Anthe figure in? God. What if Anthe is like the new Mamiya, right? It's like, it's like reincarnated, but like... 
bound to her. Uh, so her fleshy form is controlled by both. Oh. Miss Cheetah gets the uh, the Shadow Puppet play this episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is about a Shadow Girl is being a robot, and then someone being like, "Aha! I've built a robot," and the robot's like, "I'm a robot. I catch monkeys." And she's like, yes, you will never feel pain. Yes, I will catch many monkeys. You You'll will never, never be feel... alone. Yes, I will be around all the monkeys you I catch. You will never feel sorrow. <laughs> monkeys. <laughs> Just a lot of monkeys. And then the punchline that uh, she says, Miss Cheetah says, but it breaks my heart to see you like this now. Because she just walked past um, mm. Mikage in the hall. Oh, and then she's yeah. talking to Akio, who she has previously made out with. Oh, drama. And Akio doesn't turn to her, but he does say, oh, it's you. Yeah, and then she shoots him in the shoots head on the screen. <laughs> uh, so she basically says, I just saw Professor Memoro before. Yeah. Hasn't aged a day. Like, much like you. Me in real life. Akio. Oh. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> interspersed, so, with a, with, interspersed with shots of uh, Mikage watching... Utena uh, and Anthe in the greenhouse. Utena finally picking up the Rose Bride thread again, mm-hmm. being like, hey, you don't need to do what this mysterious guy, end of the world presumably, mm-hmm. tells you. And she's like, yeah, I do. I'm the Rose Bride. Why don't you be yourself, Don't though? be stupid. You could. I hate people not taking care of themselves. And he's watching, and it reminds him of when Miss Cheetah said it to Mamiya. Ooh, oh. all those years ago. Yep. He can see time oh. repeating itself. Just like in Killer yeah. So then, <laughs> this conversation, just like in No More Heroes. Just like in Sherlock Holmes. Just like in Nia Automata. Just like... I thought that was a good one. In Actually, that is a good one, yeah. actually. That's, that's yeah, fair enough. Just like in 12 uh, Monkeys. Utena's a robe. No, not Utena. Anthe, Anthe is, is a, a robot, robot who collects monkeys. <laughs> oh my god. So yes, uh, Takiko Cheetah and Akio Otori are like, uh, wow, he hasn't aged a bit since then. Neither of you. Yep. You, and Akio says, yes. Very For as long as people stay in these gardens called schools, they will never grow up. <gasps> it's a real like sort of Neverland situation. Oh. Does he mean literally or does he just mean, yeah, as long as they're here... They'll never grow. Well, up. I guess it's like a sort of arrested development situation mm. in t- in a spiritual sense. Like as long as you're here chasing this eternity, you'll never um you'll like, never, you'll never live a fulfilling life or... of your own. Yeah. But also they haven't physically aged since this flashback that was so long ago. It's probably literal <laughs> yes. as well. I feel like this is the kind of show where things that are said literally. Well things that are metaphorical can be expressed. Physically, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see just like the train stop, just like the ch- like the big floating upside down castle. Something's up. And then there was a line that p- we puzzled over for quite a while while we were setting up as uh, the sky room. Yep, the the observatory room, yeah, or turns on. Say, you must know, don't you, that for a plant to bear fruit, its flowers have to die. Rose pluck. Missing truth and four of us. Something, something to your heart. Something, 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 something. That's the end credits of this show. Nick, highlights and lowlights in this episode. My high light would probably... Nick is pointing with each word in different directions. The... The... Uh, the reunion between Akio and uh, Cheetah, when Akio says, oh, as long as they remain in these gardens we call school. Yeah, it was nice was to like, just finally have a conversation ooh. between two people who know what's going on. Yeah, uh, but it gave me that real kind of like, oh, we both know what's happening here, but we're not, like, it's going according to plan or they're both kind of chill about it. And I was like, ooh, yeah. ooh okay, something, ooh, 
And she's like, I've walked away from this because of personal tragedy in my life because my brother died, allegedly. But it was just, it was very neat to be like, oh, Mm. time. That's interesting. That sure is time. That sure is time for you to pick your highlight. My highlight was to finally see the student council be like, we should probably look into this. Oh, man. It was just like a really good like high energy sequence to open the episode. It too. was. like, And also just like the relief of them finally having that conversation. Dude, everything in this episode was like, oh my God. Oh my God, what? Uh, and lowlights. My lowlight is probably Akio giving him the task. It just, I didn't really answer the question of, oh, so he hasn't seen him since that contract. Oh, great. So why do you do it? It's like, we don't know why he did it. Okay. I'm back in, baby. So we still don't know why everyone's on this contract. And it's like... For eternity. They're all chasing eternity and no one really knows what that means. But it's just it's just like... Okay. Seems to me that um, Miss Cheetah seemed to think it was the power to save a life or immortality. Mm-hmm. Kiryu wanted like... Um, power. Power, yeah. Unlimited power. Uh, lightning, lightning, lightning. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but like he just... Sionji wanted to live forever in the Sky Palace with Anthe. <laughs> But it's like, I thought that Makage had an end game, but the end game is someone else's end yeah, game. Yeah, he's as stupid as everyone else, it seems. Yeah. Well, I guess his his thing, mm-hmm. like, we know his whole deal, this arc, is like working outside the established processes we knew about to subvert them for his own ends. Mm. So, presumably, if whatever this leads to happens with Anthe, Akio is assuming that will be bent to his ends. Yes. Uh, and by, you know, killing Anthony and replacing them with Mamiya, uh, Mikage wants to do it towards their ends instead. Yeah. But just because we don't know what that thing is, that thing called eternity. Yeah. Uh, it's it's too vague for us to... I just, I don't, I don't know if I liked just... Oh, it could, it's probably Archeo, but is it Archeo? It probably is. But then who's the end game master? Who's well, I, pulling the strings? I don't, like, I don't necessarily think that was meant to... Um, Answer the question. No, no, I don't think that was meant to uh, be a mystery to us, the audience, whether or not that was Archeo, because it so blatantly was. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was more like, you know, in that the start of the Onion Prince episode where we mm. didn't see anyone's eyes or face yeah. until, like, clarity was had. So to, like, Utena and Co., the identity of this mastermind is still a mystery. Mm. So, of course, we, the audience, are not allowed to see him, even though we can obviously tell who it is. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like that bit. <laughs> but interesting nonetheless. My low light is it just wasn't really clear enough to me why the hall burnt. Well, because Mamiya set fire to it. So that... The snow would melt. You gotta warm was up it the so, grounds. Like, did whatever was in this... On, like, did the envelope that, that Nemoro got, mm-hmm. like, command that they burn the school? Or was it burnt to avoid having to do that? No, no, no. It was like an Inspector Gadget deal, right? He gets the letter... Uh, this letter will self-destruct. He threw it in a bin full exactly. of flammable materials. Exactly. Bada bing, bada burn. There goes the hall. <sighs> that unnamed hall. Rest in peace. That unnamed Nemoro We should build hall. a uh, memorial to that unnamed hall. We'll name it Unnamed, unnamed Nemoro memorial, memorial Hall. Of course, of course. So simple. So elegant. Nick. Yes. The Last Black Rose. Nemoro. A.K.A. Makage. Makage. He's trying to uh, ally himself with Utena, apparently. And I can see a link there that, from his perspective. Like, Utena also is not a huge fan of this whole dueling situation. Mm. Even though they've been at cross-purposes so far, though she doesn't know it. Weird that at the end they're like, So, 
you want to ally with Utena now. It's like, what? Well, huh? No, that didn't happen in the episode. Oh, but it was weird. <laughs> there was a weird vibe going on. When he was watching from the shadows. Yes. What will happen next time in what I think, just based on future episode titles, what I think might be the final episode of the Black Rose arc. <gasps> no. No, but we only just started. It's episode 23, so this is either the final one or there'll be two more with a joke episode in between. That's where I'm at. Um, What will happen next time on episode 23, Qualifications of a Duelist? Ooh. Well, I guess the question is, will Makage fight himself? Or will he fight himself? (laughs) Um, hmm. I think that Utena and Makage will fight with swords Hmm. in... The Sky Duel Arena. Or alternatively, the Evil Furnace Room. I mean, that's possible. What if her and Mamiya fight? Why would that be the case? Mamiya would be like, I'm willing to lay my life down for the cause, Makage. No, uh, uh, because in terms of their designs... Mamiya, and also their yeah. roles in the story, Mamiya and yeah, yeah, I know. Makage are inversions yeah, of yeah. Anthony and Utena. So oh, I feel I like it's got to be Makage versus Utena. But what if the inversion inverts itself? But so then... No, because the goal is for Mamiya to become the Rose Bride. Yeah. So then he does the fighting. I don't Mikage's know if that's the like, rules. I don't know either. No one, <laughs> there are no rules in this show. Well, there are explicitly rules. It's just that we don't know them and they don't matter. <laughs> It's just All the like... information's on the task. <laughs> hey, wait, so am I the Rose Group? All the information's on the task. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe... It, I think Makage won't fight. I think he will. I don't think he personally will fight. I think Makage will just be like... He either just goes, there's no point fighting. He's got a ring. He's got a... He's got a oh, yeah. Dual ring. He's got a fight. He's got a signet ring. Mamiya doesn't have a signet ring. But at the same time... But they do time, have access to 94 more um, <laughs> Black Rose rings, I guess. Oh, God. Um, yeah, Mamiya show, um, Mikage shows up to the, um, the dueling yeah. arena with... Like, 96 rings. Yeah, nine rings on each finger <laughs> or whatever. And it's just like, the qualifications of so a... so powerful. It's like, the qualifications of a duelist are that you should have one ring. What would they say about a man with 90? <laughs> or what if they melt... If he melts down all the remaining rings into a sword? Into a super sword. Yeah. Have you ever fought against boys before? The strength of 90 boys? It's like, wow, his sword's really powerful. Yes. Yeah. It was forged in the fire that burnt these boys alive. <laughs> he goes underneath Nemo Memorial Hall just a bit deeper and finds their remains. All coagulated into a perfect organic sword. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So I don't reckon that's going to happen. Okay, I reckon. But I think they're going to have a sword fight and that Utena will win. I reckon there might not be a and sword fight. when she defeats him, he'll be like, ah, yes, I respect you now. And... I'm, I'm leaving forever now, but beware of Akio Otori. Ooh. So he'll have like a warning message? Yeah. Because I, I would have thought that he would just be like, hey. Fuck you. I'm out forever. I'm done with this shit. I'm out for eternity. Yeah. I'm, I'm gone. All right. You and me, we're fine. Okay. And now I walk into the evil furnace. What if, what if he walks away, but Mamiya's like, I'll never I'm, give up. Yeah. It's like, I believed in you. What if they fight? Ooh. They won't. I mean, they probably won't, but... I mean, I reckon he's not going to fight, but he's going to have some moment where he's like... Then what's the conflict that resolves the arc then, Nick? It will be him going to Archeo and being all like, I'm done. 
And Aki would be like, I thought we had a contract. So not really, not really a... Not fighting conflict. Even, even though in this very episode, he was like, I'm done. I don't take orders from you. Yeah. And then he like goes up to Aki was like, I'm done. And then Aki was like, well then, I can't let you leave, can I? Well then, to motivate you, I'll just have to make out with this woman again. And then Aki, uh, Makake sees that as like, I have to kill the Rose Bride. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's got to be something like he... Akio will just be like, we signed a contract. He's like, yeah, well, I'm done with that contract. It's like, great. And then he's just like, pulls out dagger. It's a shame that you had to rip up the contract, boy. And then stab him. Utena finds his dead body and is like, what is what? going Who on? Who is this guy? I only met him once. Yeah, and he's like, someone no died? No one has died in this show. Yeah, he'll be the first death. Wow. The only... I mean, apart from those 100 boys, I guess. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. Cool. JoJo's World. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can support us financially. Uh, over at www.patreon.com slash jojo's world. Until next time, to be continued. Continued.